Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Welcome. My name is Caroline Moasasi, and I'm FACT's Roundtable podcast host. I'm honored to take on this role with FACT, as I'm also a passionate allergy and asthma advocate on the national and international level a parent of children with food allergies, and the founder of GratefulFoodie.com. Sparked by passion and need, the 7% Fun and Coalition was recently established by the Food Equality Initiative. Today, FEI's founder and CEO, Emily Brown, joins us to explain why this initiative was created and how we can help close the gap on disparities and food allergies. Emily, welcome. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast again. It is always such a great pleasure to speak to you. Same here. Thank you for inviting me back. Well, the reason we wanted you back is you've got a lot of new things happening. But before we dive into that, can you give us a little bit of your background and a little bit about FEI and what that organization does? Of course. Um, So I'm a food allergy mom. I've got two girls that have food allergies and They're allergic to peanuts and tree nuts, both of them. And then my youngest also has EOE or eosinophilic esophagitis. And so, you know, I come to this space and to this world with lived experience. And I started Food Equality Initiative in 2014 after my family experienced food insecurity and found it very difficult to find the safe foods that we needed to manage our daughter's food allergy. And so that is the work that I do every day at Food Equality Initiative. Our core mission is to improve health and end hunger. And we do that kind of by three main mission pillars, and that's you know increasing access to healthy, safe, free from foods, as well as, you know, education, particularly nutrition education, because we know it's so important not just to provide substitutes, but to make sure that families have, you know, they're meeting the nutrition requirements. And then three, advocacy, because we know policy is so important, particularly for long-term sustainable change. So that's my, my background. That's how I come to this space. And it's one of those things, food allergies is, a club no one ever wanted to join, but we've got a pretty good group. Well, we're happy you're a member of our tribe. I'm very personally grateful for your type of work. I think you're the only one in this space leading this charge, so I do hope many more become inspired by you. So now over the last several weeks, you have just been busy and there's been so much activity, but in the middle of all of this, you launched the 7% Fund and Coalition, which FACT is a proud founding member, so thank you for letting us join you on this mission. But can you share with the listeners the details and the goals of this coalition? Yes, of course. So we launched the 7% Fund and Coalition shortly after you know, the tragedy of George Floyd. The pandemic has truly laid bare the disparities uh, that we have in our healthcare system and really throughout all of our systems. And then we saw the tragedy of, of George Floyd's untimely death. 
And for me, as a as a black mother in the food allergy space, you know, I was really moved by all of those things kind of working together. And it really just inspired me to kind of talk about the disparities that we have in our own community. And I was really just overwhelmed and truly humbled by the response of the community to my open letter. And the response was so great. It really seems like we're living in this time where there's been a great shift. And the 7% Fund and Coalition is an opportunity to harness that momentum so that this is not just a moment, but that it's really more of a movement and we have sustainable action to really break down those barriers. So that's really kind of where the 7% Fund came from. And it really is rooted in an equity and really addressing those disparities in our community. Well, I read your open letter to the community, and it was so powerful and moving, not just to me, but I would say thousands of others. I watched on social media how so many people responded, and then how so many people were motivated to take action. I mean, it wasn't like you said, it's not just a one and done. This is a long-term situation, and everyone's in it to stay with it. It's not an in it to win it type of thing. It's a long-term thing. So based on that, for people who are listening, how can they personally and professionally get involved with the 7% fund? Yes. So we've got information on our website, but we are certainly working to build a strong coalition. And this is something that we want everyone to be a part of. The 7% fund is and coalition is really an opportunity for us to harness that power of community. And one of the ways that you can get involved is to, you know, make a commitment to join the coalition. We're working on, you know, gathering all of our initial founding partners, and we're so grateful for the support of FACT, but we want you know, everyone to be a part of this, not only community-based organizations, corporate partners, but also individuals who are committed to addressing equity in the food allergy space where they live in their own communities. We think it's so important. So you can go on our website. There's a little spot where you can put in your information to, you know, receive more information. And we are working really hard to gather that first group of committed members so that we can work together on taking action. You know, the core principles of the 7% Fund and Coalition is to continue to educate around those disparities and the opportunities that we have in our community because we can't make change if we don't understand where the gaps and the barriers are. And so we're doing that right now through our For the Health series, but we also want to partner with our coalition partners to do resource guides and to develop other tools and resources that can make an impact beyond, you know, just sitting through a webinar and, you know, learning that way. And then additionally, we're working to really harness funding to push forward research. Gwen Smith at Allergic Living compiled that wonderful list of disparities in food allergy and asthma but you realize the list wasn't that long, which means that we still have a lot to learn. There's a lot we still don't know. 
And so we've got to allocate resources and we have to prioritize that so that we can understand the impact of the disease on all populations, particularly those of the black community and other communities of color who are really bearing the burden of, of the disease. And so really, you know, focusing on those activities, which then fuels our advocacy efforts, you know, the, uh, the opportunity to mobilize together all coalition members to advocate on behalf of others in the community for policy initiatives that impact the black community and communities of color. So there's just a wealth of opportunity and it's just really going to take us coming together. Well, thank you for creating the vehicle for us to come together. So now as an individual, I can go over to that website and I can sign up to join the coalition. And then once I join, what would I expect to see or what would you hope to see from me? Yes. So we are you know, going to provide all of the new coalition members with a monthly letter. And we hope that our coalition members will share that information, really be ambassadors for this work. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for committed ambassadors who are not just going to share a post, but who are going to really lean in to being an ally. Excellent. Thank you. So now how does the 7% Funding Coalition fit into your overall FEI goals and even just your own personal dreams? Yeah. So I we really see the 7% Fund and Coalition at FEI as a way to really jumpstart the work that we do. I mean, our work, I always tell people we're small but mighty. And, you know, we've been doing amazing work, but honestly, we've been grossly underfunded. You know, that's not uncommon for Black-led organizations to be underfunded. And so really, this this is an opportunity for us to really lean in to the work that we're doing, that we were already doing through an equity lens and working on addressing those disparities. But it's a way for us to expand that, particularly beyond Kansas City. Part of the fund, one of the activities is really expanding that free from direct-to-door delivery service beyond Kansas City, because we know that this is a need that exists in every community across the country. We know that through data, we know that anecdotally, and we know that because we continue to receive calls every week from individuals across the country who need services and who need access now. And so this is an opportunity to strategically look at where are those urban centers where we know that there is significant need. So not just saying we're going to go everywhere immediately, but really taking a strategic approach on where we should go next, where we can have the greatest impact. Thank you for sharing your goals and your dreams. I know you're going to impact millions of lives. This I know for sure. So I'm going to switch gears for just a moment because I had the joy of watching the For Your Health webinar, as I think just a mere two weeks ago. And I know this is a series going forward. So what can we expect to see from this series? Are you going to go through the rest of the summer? Is this something you'd like to do all year long? I think it's something we're looking to do all year long. We really were overwhelmed. Again, I I feel like I've used that word several times, but we were truly overwhelmed and humbled by the response of the community and just the eagerness to learn and to listen. And so we feel that the For the Health conversation or platform has been a, a wonderful vehicle of bringing 
diverse voices together in our community to discuss the issue of race and food allergy. And so we're actually having our second For the Health conversation next Friday, which is actually on the 17th of July. And the second conversation is really primarily going to be focused on what it means to be an ally. And so we've got, a, again, a very diverse group of, of individuals with different backgrounds who kind of approach being an ally, you know, in their own space differently. And so I think it's going to be a really compelling conversation. And we looked, we hope to continue to foster critical conversations that not only pique our audience's interest, but will inspire them to take action. You know what, that is so helpful, because what I'm hearing now on the internet and through conversation with friends is we've had this moment of this awakening, in a sense. But now it's like, what are the next steps? What can we do to be a good ally? What can we do to uplift and support this community as a whole? So I am really looking forward to it. I've already put in my RSVP, but can you share with listeners how they can RSVP for this webinar? Yes, of course. You can uh, register for this webinar on our website. If you go to www.foodequalityinitiative.org forward slash for the health, you can register for this. And if you get the, the address all wrong, just go to foodequalityinitiative.org and drop down under programs. You'll see it right there and you can register directly. Thank you. And again, to listeners, I highly recommend this series. I was very moved and motivated by the last webinar. I heard that from many, many more people. So make sure you get over there and you RSVP and you pop on there and share it with your community and your network as well. And so now I'd like to ask you just a little bit about FACT and how you're working with FACT. So we recently formed a Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Advisory Board, and we appreciate that you've stepped up to be a consultant to this board. I know you're super busy, so we really, really appreciate that. But I'd like to ask you, what would you like to see from this board? I would like to see a strong effort and initiative from this board to not only look externally on opportunities, but really to look at what are the activities that FACT is already engaged in and how can we strengthen those through a diversity and equity lens? How can we increase the diversity and participation in the program that currently exists and how we can really just kind of grow you know, the FACT network to be more inclusive and, and create an environment where the Black community and other minority groups are connected and want to be a part of that community. So that's the place I'd, something I'd like to see. And thank you for sharing that. And I'd like to actually share with you that in terms of forming this community advisory board, Eleanor Garaholding, our CEO of FACT, actually has established some work for the entire team. And so she brought in a consulting firm called Living with Empathy. And we're actually going to do interpersonal work in these groups, these work groups together, so that we can start off as individuals understanding ourselves 
and our roles in this. So then we can move outward and take what we're going to learn from this advisory board and then take that into every aspect of fact. But, you know, again, Eleanor was extremely inspired and motivated by your community letter. And I think that was a little bit of that catalyst of understanding that if we're going to make this long-term sustainable change, we have to start with the individuals of the organization. And so thank you for that letter, because that really helped sparked quite a bit for us. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm really just humbled to hear that. I mean, you know, I know that you write a lot, you know, you've got a wonderful blog, but it's like you write things and you, you don't know if anybody will ever read it, <laughs> if it'll ever go anywhere. Yep, I um, understand. <laughs> you know, again, I'm just truly humbled by the response and just that it has sparked, you know, so much change. And I'm just excited, really, to see, you know, so much work happening. And I, I think I shared with you personally, but I can share publicly here that Eleanor reached out to me after I published the letter and I was just truly moved by her words, you know, and I did receive lots of, you know, people reached, you know, lots of people sent me emails and letters after my public letter, but Eleanor's words seemed really sincere and I could just really tell that you guys were going to be making some positive steps in the right direction and and I just want to applaud that because not every organization is taking those steps at this time. And, and so I'm, I, I just love to see that. And I'm, I'm just happy that I can be supportive in any way that I can. Well, we're all very excited to start a work group, which starts very soon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Emily, this is exactly what advocacy to me has been since the beginning, is it takes someone with a thought and an idea, and then they start sharing from their heart and their soul, and then it starts touching others, and then it just starts rolling and rolling. So you're still advocating on so many different levels beyond food allergies, but it will come back and it will start filling up that gap. So thank you very, very much for taking time and bearing your soul. That was a very vulnerable letter. And I do encourage all our listeners to find that letter. Is it on your website? It is. It's on our blog. We did post it on, on our website. There we go. I encourage everybody listening today to go over to the blog and take a look at this. So now, Emily, is there anything else you'd like to add to the conversation today? You know, I just, again, I'm just truly humbled and and just grateful for this opportunity that we have to really come together and make this moment last, to make real change happen. You know, and I'm grateful for the work that FACT is doing, and I hope so many others follow in that footstep and looking inward so that you can then make the changes externally. So kudos to FACT and just you know, the wonderful leadership that, you know, Eleanor has, has already demonstrated. And so I, I'm just excited and, and looking forward to the future and all of the work that we get to do together. Thank you. We are too. So thank you again, Emily, for your time. I know you're super busy. You've got webinars coming up and Facebook lives and Instagram lives, and you've got so much going on. So we really appreciate your time, but I do look forward to speaking to you again, because I know we'll have you back on this show for sure. You have a wonderful day and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to Facts Roundtable podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. 
Please subscribe, share, and review our podcast, and be sure to connect with us on social media. You can find us on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Have a great day, and always be kind to one another.